0: Hello, this is David Thompson from the Fraser Valley in British Columbia, with a message for those that are hungry and thirsty for reality, for ultimate meaning and destiny. And for such as are new, I do want to refer you at the beginning to my website at ultimatemeaning.com, where you will find extensive original writing by myself, by the gifting of the Spirit of God, and in that flipbook, which is on my site at ultimatemeaning.com, there is a lot of the print that is in red, which are links to very profound and amazing YouTube videos from many fields of science and archaeology and so on, that highly confirm the reality of what I'm sharing about. Yes, you can know something that satisfies the inner core of your being, and only reality that is ultimate will. What am I talking about? What is the source of ultimate reality and the meaning for the existence of all things? Well, it is most appropriately defined as love, an ultimate perfection of love. Who is who the one true eternal God is? Oh, you can be someone from an atheistic background that believes everything evolved, but let me just present this to you. If you believe everything's evolved and you apply your theory that everything is evolving to higher and higher order, to an infinite past, you would have ultimate order. You would have ultimate intelligence And remember, there are many dimensions of existence far superior to the physical dimension, and this would be something way before the creation and the physical of sexual reproduction. Yes, it would result in a supreme intelligence that would be so great to be able to master all that exists, time, space, space, all the dimensions and chance so that this supreme intelligence would have negated the need for such a thing as evolution to exist so that in fact it did not exist. In fact, only ultimate order always existed, which is even beyond time and space. Well, that's just something to consider for those from such backgrounds. I am speaking of the one true eternal God who is love. And there is only one possibility of who the one true eternal God can be. Yes, an ultimate perfection of love, but what is that? First of all, this is a love that always freely chooses the highest lasting good over any lesser choice, because any lesser choice as such would have a measure of corruption in it. This quality must be the antithesis of corruption, the very opposite of corruption. And this love has such integrity and purity that it is a blazing fire of judgment against all that is contrary to this love that always chooses the highest lasting good. This is the defensive aspect of the being of God's love, the holiness of God, and that... Is represented in mathematics with the negative symbol, in electricity with a negative symbol, in all of nature because everything has negatives and positives. And what does that negative symbol represent? It represents an indestructible foundation and also cutting off all corruption. Only this ensures a destiny where there can be good without corruption. In other words, a destiny that some people call heaven. That the Bible calls heaven. Where there is no corruption. Where creativity can come from the Creator and from us. Ever enlarging in creative expressions out of fellowship with God and with the creation that He's created. The other aspect of this love is even more amazing because this is the perfection of this love I'm talking about, but this is the ultimate aspect of this perfection of love. That God's love is so great that he could take judgment upon himself for you, a mere creature, and suffer more than you, a mere creature, and humble himself more than you, a mere creature. Yes, God is so great that he can communicate with his creation and provide them with the choice of ultimate destiny. He creates all beings with free choice. They are the source of their own action. Therefore, they are so um, self-responsible. So you can't blame God for creating the devil or anything else. It's only when you have self-originating choice, free will, that you have the potential to love And who wants machines that don't have capacity to love? They're just merely inputs of knowledge. No. God created us to be brought into harmony with his love in a corporate bride from every background that goes on forever and ever in a place known as heaven. And I'm writing a book on that. And An in-depth book with a lot of research on the scientific evidence of life after death. And it is overwhelming, overwhelmingly strong and very empirical. Time and time again. People that have been verified dead with medical equipment and doctors, some of them for almost two hours describe that they come out of the body and heard the doctor saying this and the doctors doing this and that and saying this and that, which they the doctors know could not happen because they had a flat brain reading and no heartbeat for, let's say, almost two hours in some cases. This is repeated over and over and is very strong empirical evidence of a dimension far superior to this physical dimension, and that is the experience of, I don't have time, I'm not here to speak about that. Yes, God is great enough that he could come in the perfection of his being into this world and live without sin, though tempted like us human beings. A lived without sin in Jesus Christ, a perfect life. And his death was foretold in detail hundreds of years before. 700 years, 1,000 years. You know, many details, all fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Many scriptures. You can look up scriptures that say they cast lots for my garment, which is what happened when he was crucified. That he was buried with the rich, which is what happened. That he was pierced, and so on and so forth. Many details. Yes, God is great enough and his love is so great that he became a perfect substitutionary sacrifice on the cross in the center of history so that you could choose to repent and be reconciled to God and have a destiny that goes on forever in heaven. Oh, this is, this is really good news. And Recently, my mom went to heaven On June the 28th, today is July the 6th of 2022, she went to heaven at 9.30 in the morning. And I have, when I've been worshiping God before his presence, very clearly experienced her rejoicing with the heavenly hosts and worship before God in great pleasure. For there's great pleasure in worshiping the very source of love and reality, God who is love. I even experienced her come in her presence into my room, though I never saw her. I knew her presence was there, as it were standing right next to me in the room at one point. You see, I don't have to dwell on the fact that I'm missing her because I know I'm going to see her again, and I know she's in a place that is so beyond this world that she would never want to come back. No one does that experiences being returned to their body. They always get... Uh, don't want to come back at all because it's just too wonderful there. I want to share with those that have received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior what God is saying today to you as an individual and to the body of Christ. And what I do to facilitate that is to speak as the oracles of God because it says in 1 Peter 4.11, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. That's referring to coming together to minister to one another. And when we worship God in spirit and in truth, out of great humility and reverence and love for God, we do experience an overflow of the Spirit of God in us, so the words come forth from us that are created beyond ourselves. In fact, this is explained in Revelations 19.10, which says, Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So it is out of worship that I will seek to speak. I will seek to speak out of a heart set and a mindset of worship. One of the things I do to facilitate speaking as the oracles of God prophetically is to cast lots with two random applications on the internet in order to get the possibility of any chapter in the Bible, any chapter and then two chapters so that they confirm each other as to the theme. And I don't know. I just spent a half an hour meditating on those two chapters and then speak on those two chapters. And that is what I am about to do. And I really don't even know always how the theme fits together. And this time I don't fully know. But I know those are the two I received by the casting of Lot. I know this is, this casting of Lots was strongly practiced, very much so in the Old Testament. And by the early church and choosing the one to take Judas's place and by powerful movements in church history like the Moravians who even chose their wives by the casting of Lot. So I want to share with you what I received today by the casting of Lot and I also did choose a hymn by the casting of a Lot from a hymn book of 1080 hymns from throughout church history and also from the work of Watchmini in China, which was an extensive work. He was martyred in 1972, and there's many of those beautiful songs in there as well. And you can find these worship songs also on my website at loverealize.com, and now I've made it so it really works nice, and will play from one song to the next, and doesn't have any more deleted songs in there that interrupt. I've made it so you can see a lot more of them on one page as well. Okay, so I'm going to first of all just play the song that I received by the casting of Lot. I always try to find a YouTube video with the words so that you can use it in your congregation. You know, that's a good way to do it. So I'm just looking for where that song is now. Hmm, yeah, I'm a little mystified I don't see that song right in front of me, but we'll find it, we'll find it, we'll find it. I think it's here, yeah, here it is. Okay, so we'll start it from the beginning. Here we go. how we need to be conscious of the Lord every hour in our lives of our need of Him and as it mentioned in that song when we allow Him to draw nigh throughout the day close to us then temptation loses its, its power and so it is that we come into greater and greater planes of fellowship with God where as we persevere and continue in his word, we shall know the truth and the truth will set us free from the trap of our own deceptions that would corrupt us and rob us of God's purpose in our lives. I wanna share the two chapters I've received today from the word of God. Today I received what would seem not to have a commonality Although there is some commonality between these two chapters, which I will mention, I received Luke chapter 1, which is about the birth of Christ, about the angel visiting for the pronouncement of John the Baptist, and the angel visiting Mary for the incarnation of Jesus Christ. And I found myself almost in tears reading that, actually. It's a beautiful passage. And we know that Mary had faith to believe the angel, whereas John didn't, so he was not allowed to speak until the child was born. And the other chapter I received is Revelation 18. Now, Revelation 18 is a description of the world system and how evil and corrupt it has become. So, the first one, Luke chapter 1, is about the birth of the corporate body of Jesus Christ, the heavenly system. And I don't think system is really the right word. This is more like a living organism in union with Jesus Christ, the head, or Yahweh, the Almighty's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, which is basically the most common description in the Old Testament in the original. You see, you'll see in the Old Testament... Often the words Lord God, and the words Lord is always Yahweh. Some pronounce it Yehovah, but it's more accurately Yahweh. And the other word is Elohim, which means literally the Almighty's One. And yes, the God that we believe in could not be God if he wasn't in three personages, because he must be able to rule simultaneously in the three ultimate aspects of existence which are beyond creation beyond time and space in creation and in omnipresence filling all creation as the father he sees the end from the beginning and is ruling beyond creation as the son he is, ex- he is the full expression of the father into creation to partake of creation to experience their limitations of creation and partake of fellowship with his creation. And as the Holy Spirit he is an omnipresence filling all dimensions of existence. So that is um, basically, if you weren't in person each in those three ultimate aspects of existence, you couldn't rule obviously over and in such ultimate aspects of existence. Now, let us begin to read from first of all the one that i got which is the book of luke so i will do that right now read from the book of luke here we go for as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us even as they delivered them unto us which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto thee in order most excellent Theopolis, that thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. And then, of course, it goes on to describe what happened. And maybe it's worth reading this chapter. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abba. And his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren. And they both were now well stricken in years. And it came to pass... I just got to scroll down a bit here sometimes I lose my place when I do this sorry about that so now I have to go back that's a problem with electronics sometimes is they jump when you move the mouse so I'm just gonna go back there now there we go And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. Going to move this down. And Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I? Okay. And he shall go before him in the spirit. Boy, I'll tell you. And thou shalt have. Boy, I don't like these electronics. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zechariah, for thy prayer is heard and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness and many shall rejoice at his birth. And Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and am sent to speak unto thee, and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb, and not able to speak, unto tell the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words which shall be fulfilled in their season and of course we go on and the people the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple and when he came out he could not speak unto them and they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple for he beckoned unto them and remained speechless and it came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished he departed to his own house and after those days his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months saying thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach from among men I must say this is taking a long time to read and I really do want to emphasize what God is saying by His spirit to the body of Christ here And so in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man, whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutations this should be. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word, and the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste, into a city of Judah, and entered into the house of Zacharias, and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, that the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake with a loud voice, saying, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, and whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come unto me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy, and blessed is she that believeth. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And that Lord is referring to Yahweh. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify Yahweh, and my spirit hath rejoiced in the Almighty's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, my Savior. For he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent away empty. He hath helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. And I mean, I could go on reading this, but there's not, you know, I try to make these messages a half hour and here I've spent a lot of time on that passage before beginning to speak what God is saying. So how does this relate to Revelations chapter 18? Let's read some verses in Revelations chapter 18 there's a mighty angel that comes down from heaven, and he cries out, and he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, the hold of every false spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hateful bird, for all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. And of course, in this book, chapter 18, there is the description of the total destruction of Babylon. It is set on fire by the Antichrist and those that are plotting against it. But it is a world system of so-called democracy that has become blasphemous, that has become a whore. That's what we have right now, the promotion of same-sex marriage and all kinds of abominations in the sight of God, people that are promoting perversion among children, confusion, and teaching them to hate one another based on the color of their their skin. How demonic, how hell-contagious and self-destructive are these doctrines of demons. And so this system must be shaken with judgment and will be severely shaken. And God is calling his people at this time to come out of her that they're not partakers of her sins and that they don't receive of her plagues and we know one of the plagues of this world system is covid-19 which is killing people at an alarming rate it's actually a biowarfare attack through the vaccines we know that the crazy test they use is 98% false positive it's an excuse to tag people as covid and then in the states they put many people that haven't even come in for that, that might have been in a car accident or something, there's definite examples of that, on remdesivir, which kills them, so that they then have to go on a special breathing thing that tortures them, and then they die. And what do they get? They get $200,000 for everyone they can label as a COVID death. And so it's become a killing machine in the United States and many hospitals. You can watch this on the Stu Peter show, which is watched more than Fox News, such as Sean Hannity and so on. By far. More than CNN and so on. And those links are on my website at loverealized.com on the home page, to Stu Peter Show and others that are very informative and are highly sourced, not lying to you like the typical media does. So we have the birthing of God's corporate bride that will be totally pure. In contrast with the condition of people without God. It's become the habitation of devils and the hold of every false spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Because all the nations have compromised with her over money and that's what we're seeing right now. They're drinking of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, their greed for money, especially through COVID. The power structure, you can find out about that. It goes from George Soros, Bill Gates, and such like, Klaus Schwab Economic Forum. They're all, you know, Klaus Schwab and his advisor. Talk about eliminating the population of the earth down from seven billion to one billion and this is talked about in the open like (laughs) how insane and they're the ones making the choices for these vaccines they have the money to manipulate the fdi the money to manipulate all the doctors and threaten them if they get out of line and protest and so you have this whole chain of command going all the way down to the hospitals of corruption resulting in the deaths of many of people that are being vaccinated and are dying left and right and the statistics are in from insurance companies from the u.s army go to renz-law.com r-e-n-z-law.com where you can see the lawyers talking about that and i could talk for a long time god is calling his people in this hour to be those that come out of this world system and are brought forth to be the bride of Christ that will be caught up to glory with him as is described in Revelation. I believe Revelation chapter 12, if I remember right. It also speaks of Christ being caught up, who shall rule with a rod of iron, but it's his people that will also rule the nations with a rod of iron. It is... Representative of both, and the woman that brings forth that man-child is representative of the church in general that has strong conviction and belief in the one true living God, and of Israel who also does. God is calling his people in this hour to turn to him, and to be those that like Mary, can experience the visitation of God in their lives, to birth something in their lives of eternal destiny personally for them, but also corporately, God wants to visit his people with his presence and birth something in the church that will bring forth the bride of Christ. It is this that will break and shatter in pieces the nation, that will destroy Babylon. Because the prayers of the saints will ascend up before God and the response is the judgments of God upon the earth to shake what is shakable that what is unshakable might remain. God is shaking many of us as individuals right now. As we are faced with decisions are we going to get this vaccine and compromise? Compromise our health and probably end up dying an early death if you do get three or more. Once you've got three, it's equivalent to AIDS. Your immune system is severely compromised. So within the next five years, it may take five years before it fully manifests, but you'll most likely die within five years. There are a lot dying right now from myocarditis and from blood clots. Many athletes have dropped dead, 300 plus, way beyond the norm, showing that it is these vaccines. And I could go on. Are we those that want to be like Mary, that can believe God and not doubt Him, but be receptive to His visitation? He wants to visit His people and He's saying by the Spirit to the body of Christ, come out of all of these things that are compromises. You know, how can you go back to being the church the way it was in a time of such serious crisis when there's the danger of nuclear war? The Biden administration spending billions of dollars to help a very corrupt, one of the most corrupt governments, it is the most corrupt government probably in the world, is Ukraine. And if you're watching the fake news, you don't know what's going on. But the fact is, they're forcing the Russians that want to have peace and negotiate, they're provoking them to the danger of even possibly there being nuclear exchange. The Russians have said over and over again they want to sit down and negotiate, and their negotiations are very, negotiations are very reasonable, but you won't hear that in the news. No, I'm not saying that what Putin did is right or anything like that, but God does use people that, are, that for his purposes and he is stopping the global elites that are seeking to form this one world antichrist system he is the one standing in the way of it and his troops many of them carry the flag of jesus christ on their tanks they may yes they're under a dictatorship but i'd much rather be under a dictatorship from russia than china or even to be in a country where there's such loss of freedom as we have right now. Yes, it is tragic what is happening in the Ukraine, and if Trump was in power, that would have never happened. But here's the thing. That's not the issue. The issue is, are we going to allow God to be close to us so that we have power to overcome. That was what the song was about. I need thee every hour. And when you are nigh to me, it said in that song, then I am delivered from the lures and the temptations of this world to fall into corruption. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy, it says in Jonah. I don't have time to speak much longer, but I have a book, which you can get on the internet, We'll have a tremendous book coming out on life after death in the near future. But this book is titled God Headship in Body Invasion. You can get it on Amazon by David James Thompson. And it has within it over 270 some odd pages of extensive outline on everything that should be in assembly to not limit the fullness of the headship of Christ from inhabiting your local assembly. And of course it has a lot more in it has many suggestions in it because we want the glory of God to come down in our midst. We want to get serious and seek God. Why have two meetings on a Sunday when you can have a four-hour service and break through? For example, that's what I suggest. Why do we start our church services with singing instead of on our faces and worship, seeking God and prayer and humbling ourselves until we're more Christ, conscious of Christ in our midst than anyone else? Then allow people to move in the gifts of the Spirit. That will confirm the message that God is leading the leadership to give. The cry of the Spirit is Come out of her. Repent of the gods of amusement which are watching sports for hours, yes and stumbling yourself and robbing yourself instead of redeeming the time with a life of prayer. What in the world are you doing? The things that are highly esteemed among men are an abomination in the sight of God. Is that where you find your pleasure? Then you don't know a deep relationship with God. And you're stumbling the sheep when you talk to the sheep and say, oh, I went to the football game and I went to the hockey game. Yes, you are. And you're going to stand before God someday. And you better get right with God now. Instead of standing in the way and stumbling the sheep, am I saying it's wrong to watch sports? No, that's putting someone under bondage. What I'm saying is that that is like wine and it stumbles many people into spending an extensive amount of time and emotion in things that are robbing the relationship with God. These are the things that harden our hearts. These are the things that stop us from coming forth and repenting of the hardness that causes a denominated heart and mindset that causes division, that causes divorce in families and so on. It's time to repent of these things and turn to God with all your heart. This book facilitates suggestions. It goes into the seven ones of Ephesians. It goes into tongues. It goes into many things. But the main issue is to do everything to facilitate being brought, allowing God to come in our midst in his fullness. Well, it's getting late and I shouldn't be preaching this long, but That's what God's wanting to say to the church. He's wanting us to be Mary's that can receive the brooding presence of the Spirit of God and birth his purposes in our life and in the body of Christ. The reason for a lack of faith is a lack of prayer, for it says in Jude that we build up ourselves in the most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost. It is time for for his house to become a house of prayer and holiness. It is time to conquer your city and your community like happened in the Welsh Revival. Every church should be able to bring the glory of God down. You should be able to go forth in anointing and power and tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy because the presence of God is so in you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message. I mean, God bless you that are receptive, to the
1: truth of Jesus Christ. Thank you.